We're continuing the Shir in Hishtapchus Sanefesh. This is actually the 14th lesson, still in the introduction, although now we're beginning a new section of the introduction that's entitled Mamore Chazal Oidois Goidel Malas Atfila. We're going to have all kinds of quotations from Gemara, from Medrash, from Zora Kodesh about the great significance of Tfila. The first one comes from the Gemara in Brachas. Lamed Beis, Lamed Beis, page 32, where the Gemara says, Gedoyla Tfila Yoiser Mimaisen Toivim. Tfila is more important than good deeds. She'ein lecha Godoyl Bemaisen Toivim Yoiser Mimaisen Rabbeinu, because there certainly wasn't any individual who was greater in good deeds than Moshe Rabbeinu. Afal Pikain, and despite that, when it came to Hashem granting him what he wanted, it was only given to him on the merit of his tefillah. Shenemar, as the Pesach says, Moshe Rabbeinu was begging Hashem for Eretz Yisrael. And at one point, Hashem says to him, All right, stop talking. Stop talking to me. The and immediately afterwards, Alei Roish HaPizgah. Hashem says to him, go up to the top of the mountain, and I'm going to show you all of Eretz Yisrael. So Rashi HaKadosh points out there that this indicates that the, the action, Hashem showing him Eretz Yisrael, was clearly a response to his speaking to Hashem right before that. Va'omar Rabbi Elozor, and Rabbi Elozor says, Gedoyla Tfila Yoisemen HaKrobonois, that Tfila is greater than sacrifices in the Beis HaMikdosh. Even though the Gemara tells us in a different place that our tefillos are in place of the korbonos. The tefillah of Shachris is in place of the korban tomid shel shachar, and the tefillahs mincha is keneged the tomid of Ben Harbayim. Still, the Gemara goes ahead and makes this statement that in certain respects, tefillah is even greater than korbonos. Shenemar, as the Pusik says <coughs> in Yeshaya Novi, Lomoli Roiv Zivchavchem. What do I need your many sacrifices for? Uchsiv and the another Pusik says Again in that same location in Yeshaya, Uveporischem Kapechem, whereas when you spread out your arms to me in Tfilah, that's something that Hashem says I embrace. Omar Rabbi Hanina, the Gemara continues there, Rabbi Hanina said, Kol hamarich bitfilosoi, anyone who puts a lot into his tefillah, he lengthens his tefillah, meaning he doesn't just daven to get over it, to get it over with, but rather he really invests time and effort in the tefillah. Ein tefillosoi choizeres reikom, his tefillah will not return empty meaning Hashem will definitely grant him what he's asking for. And the Gemara says, if you see someone who's davening for something and, and they didn't receive a response yet, Hashem did not grant them what they're asking for, let that person go back and daven again. Shenemar, as the Pesach says, Kaveel Hashem, daven Hashem, 
חזק ואמץ ליבך, and strengthen yourself, and give yourself the encouragement that you need, וקווה אל השם, and daven תשם again, meaning that it's not always that a person's tefillah is answered the first time or the second time. Sometime a person has to ask for something repeatedly, again and again, to show their determination, to show how much they really mean it, and then Hashem responds. Tonorabonon, the Gemara says, Arbo Tzrichin Chizuk. There are three things that require encouragement, meaning that, again, a person will not, it doesn't necessarily, a person isn't successful quickly. It takes time and effort, and a person needs persistence, and therefore they need to be encouraged to persist. Torah, Umaisim Toivim, Tefillah, V'derech Eretz. These are the four things that the Gemara mentions. And the Gemara goes on to say, Tefillah Minayim. How do we know that Tefillah requires encouragement? Meaning that a person has to know to persist that it's not necessarily going to happen on the first shot or second shot, but that doesn't mean it's not working. Continue trying, and your tefillah will be answered. Shenemar, the Gemara quotes the Pasuk we mentioned earlier, Kaveel Hashem, Chazak v'ameitz libecho v'kaveel Hashem. Pray to Hashem, if you see your tefillah hasn't been answered, what should you do? Strengthen yourself and continue. Go at another round, another round. This Gemara is also in Brachas, but earlier, A person who makes his tefillah something that's established, something that he's doing by rote, the Gemara goes on to say that the tefillah will not necessarily be answered. So the Gemara asks, My keva, what do we mean by keva? Omer Rabbi Yehoshua, Omer any person who, when he's davening, he, he makes it seem like it's something difficult for him, something he's just doing it because he has to do it, but he doesn't really want to do it, and he doesn't really have that much faith in it. He's doing it simply because he feels he's obligated to do it and not with the proper feeling. Whereas the other rabbi said, that keva means a person who does not present the tefillah pleading to Hashem, begging Hashem, meaning that it's coming from deep inside, it's coming from the heart. It's not just lip service, but the person is really sincere in, in what they're asking for, what they're saying. They really put their whole heart into it. The next Gemara is coming from Yuma, Mesech de Yuma, Daf Peivov, page 86. Amr Rabbi Yitzchak, Amri Bemarovo, Mishmei the Rabba Barmori, they said in Eretz Yisroel, in the west of Bavel, they said over in the name of Rabba Barmori, Boy Urei, Sheloi Kemidas HaKadosh Baruch Midas Bosor Adam. Take a look at how different Hashem is from human beings. When it comes to human beings, when an individual insults his friend or he does something to get the person angry, it 
the person then cannot be sure whether the one who was insulted will allow himself to be appeased or not, chas And even if the person can be appeased, you can't be sure if words alone will help, if an apology alone will be enough, or he's going to demand all kinds of other things. Whereas when it comes to Hashem, a person commits a sin secretly, makes sure nobody's watching him, and thereby implying showing tremendous disrespect to Hashem, as if Hashem doesn't see and despite that, Hashem still allows himself to be appeased if the person apologizes with sincerity. Shenemar, as the Pasuk says, Bring with you words and return to Hashem. Not only that, not only is Hashem appeased, not only does Hashem forgive, but rather, Hashem actually considers it a very good thing on the part of the person. It doesn't only wipe out the negative, but rather it's registered as something positive on that person's record and in that person's relationship with Hashem. As the Pesach goes on to say, and take, good, take goodness, receive goodness, receive reward for this. And not only that, even though the person is only verbalizing their regret, their apology to Hashem, Hashem credits the person as if they brought a sacrifice of oxen, which is the most expensive sacrifice in, in the Mishkan. Shenemar, as the Pesach says, Our lips will, will replace these sacrifices of oxen, they will be credited as if they were sacrifices of oxen. So the Gemara says, you might think, okay, still, we know in the Beis Hamikdosh there were two types of sacrifices. There were obligatory sacrifices, and then there was a donation, a gift offering. You might think that when a person does this vidui, when a person confesses to Hashem, that Hashem accepts this as an obligatory korban. The Gemara says, no. Talmud Lomar, erpa mishuvosam, oyhaveim nedova. Hashem says, I will accept their tshuva, their repentance, and I'll, I'll accept it with love as a donation, as a nedova, not as something that was done under obligation, but as, as a gift offering. Hashem will take it the way a person receives a gift with appreciation, with joy and happiness. The next Gemara is from Rosh Hashanah, Daftez Zayin. Omer Rabbi Yitzchok, Yofa Tzaoko Lo'odom, Bein Koidem Gzardin, Bein Lachar Gzardin. It's good for a person, it's good and beneficial for a person to cry out to Hashem whether it's before Hashem has issued the judgment against the person, or even after Hashem has already issued the judgment, the tzaoka still helps. Crying out to Hashem can still reverse that judgment. Now the next Gemara comes from Sanhedrin, Daf Mem Dalid. The Gemara begins quoting a pasuk, 
you will prepare your prayer not at a time of stress, not a time when you're under tremendous pressure. Omar Rabbi Eloso, Rabbi Eloso said about this, a Jew should not wait for a crisis or for an emergency to pray to Hashem. A person shouldn't wait till they're in the hospital or they got terrible news, but rather, a person should be praying for health before there's any crisis or for parnasa before they find that their, their whole fa- wealth is in jeopardy. Reish Lokish Omar, Reish Lokish says, Kol melamato. <clears throat> Any person who really puts intense effort, la'ameitz means to, to really apply yourself completely to tfila down below on earth, that person will not have prosecutors or, or enemies above in heaven, meaning that his tfila will wipe out the, the prosecuting angels, the negative forces that would, would stand against him, chas v'shalom. Rabbi Yochanan Oimer, lo'olam yevakesh odom rachamim, sheyihiyu hakoil ma'amsem eskoichoi, val yuuloi tzorim milamalo. A person should always plead with Hashem that everyone should give him support and help, and that he should not have any enemies above. Pirish Rashi, Rashi Kodesh points out on that Gemara, Sheyisa'uhu Malache Hashores Levakesh Rachmim. What Rabbi Yochanan is referring to is that the person should should plead that he should be Zoycha, that the angels should assist him in his davening to Hashem. We know that the Gemara and the Zohar Kodesh speak about the fact that our Tfilois are delivered to Hashem by different angels. And there are angels along the way, chas that could sometimes block the tefillah from going through, just like when the Gemara tells the story of King Menashe, who was an idol worshiper his entire life. And at one point, he was in a tremendous crisis, and he started crying out to Hashem. And the Gemara says that the angels tried to set up a barricade to block his tefillah from going through. So we see that angels play a role. They can either help a person's tefillah sometimes, to get to Hashem, or chas v'shom, the opposite. And here the Gemara says, Rabbi Yochanan said, that one of the things that a person should be mispalal for is that everyone should be on my side, that the angels should defend me, they should help me, they shouldn't chas v'shom, work against me. This is why in the Slichos, at the end of the Slichos, there's a special paragraph there where we say, Machnisei rachamim, hachnisu rachmenu lefnei balarachmim. You who are in charge of bringing, bringing in prayers, take my tefillah and bring it before Hashem. The next item, number vov, which is coming from the, the Gemara in Brochus, Taflamid. Tanya, the Gemara says, we learned in a b'raisa, Om Rebbe Yehuda, kach hoya min hogoi shol Rebbe Akiva, ispalel im hatzibur. This is how Rabbi Akiva used to conduct himself when he was davening together with other people. And the Gemara goes on to show how he conducted himself discreetly. But when there weren't people around, 
when he was alone, Odom menichoi bezovezu, umoitsoi bezovezacheres. A person would put him down in one place, in one corner, and they'd find him in another corner, meaning he davened with such intensity that he ended up moving from one place to the other place because there was such tremendous intensity and devotion in his tefillah. So the Gemara asks, what do you mean? Why, why all of this? <clears throat> How did all of this come about? What, what do you mean? What moved him from one side of the shul to the other side? How many times he was bowing down to Hashem and stirring in motion. In other words, he put his whole body into it. We'll see this later. The, the famous posuk, David HaMelech says that when I davened Hashem, all of my bones were included in the tefillah. Meaning that again, when a person's in, in the presence of people, he doesn't necessarily want to show that intensity. But when a person's alone with Hashem, and he really is serious about the tefillah, he'll, the different parts of his body, he'll reach out with his hands to Hashem, or, or to show much more emotion and feeling in the tefillah. Omar Hamnuna, Kamo Hilchasa Gavrasa, Ikalamashma, Mehani Kroi Dechana. How many great laws and guidance can we derive from the psukim that describe the tefillah of Chana when she was pleading with Hashem for children? Where the Pesach says over there in the beginning of Shmuel Anavi, Vechana, he, it's noise, her lips were moving. The Gemara says, Mikan, From there we learn out that in tefillah a person must move their lips. There are many people, unfortunately, today that they pray and they don't move their lips, you know, they, and they say, Hashem knows what's in my mind or I'm praying from my heart. And they don't realize that it's critical for a person to verbalize the words. And look further over there. In the Novi where it describes exactly all the emotion and feeling that Chana put into her tefillah. And in the Medrash on Shmuel Anovi, the rabbis point out there, the Pesach says there, and when Chana was davening a lot to Hashem, the Medrash says, from here we learn out, that any person who davens a lot will be answered. And again, this is one of the places where this is emphasized. And this is a mistake that many, many people make regarding tefillah, that they say a prayer or two, and they think that's enough. And they don't realize that in the Torah we have many examples of the greatest tzaddikim, Moshe Rabbeinu, who prayed for 40 days and 40 nights. And, and all the tzaddikim, Chana, all over, this is emphasized, that tefillah sometimes is a long haul. And if a person's in it for the long haul, they're going to succeed. And if they quit before the right time, then they'll be disappointed and they'll, they'll find out at some later point in time that had they just tried a little harder, had they just gone a little bit further, they would have accomplished what they were praying for. The Omar Rava, the Gemara says this in Masechta Moed Koton, Tav Chavches, Rava said, Hani Tlas Mili Bayom in Kameshmaya, there were three things 
that I was mispalel for, that I asked Hashem for, tarte yehovoli, two I was granted, v'chod alo yehovoli, one of them I wasn't. Chochma seder avhuna, v'usrei deravchizda yehovoli, the great knowledge, the great mind of Ravhuna, and the wealth of Ravchizda, those things I was mispalel for, and Hashem gave it to me. But the, the humility of Rabbi Baravhuna, that I was mispalel, and I wasn't zoichet to receive it.